Hey everybody, Dan here from Dan Likes Games. Uh, unfortunately, I'm unable to record an episode right now, so what you're going to get is a repost from our other podcast, Up and Go with Muffins, where we talked with Ben and Ethan and Luke and just talked about board games and various different things around it. You've probably heard us talk about various parts of this conversation already, but here is the whole episode. I hope you enjoy it, and we'll see you next time. And one and two and two and one and Oh, shucks, I can't dance. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to Up and Go With Muffins. My name is Daniel. and With me, as always, is my co-host, Ethan, and our guest, Luke. Welcome, Luke. Welcome, Ethan. Hi, guys. Hello. Uh, yeah, we're, we're doing a lot of recording on Saturdays. Yeah, we, we used to... Well, what was our normal days? It was kind of... Was it Friday? I suppose it was Friday. Friday we was kind of the usual, yeah. You kind of got um, busy on Friday evenings now. I yeah, because right. I got but I got yeah. youth group. Uh, Luke, well, how you doing? Silly. I'm I'm good actually. Thank you, Ethan. Um, how you doing? Good, happy. Internet. Doing well. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Yeah, uh, Luke does finally have internet. So um, yeah. Oh, we can suddenly uh, see his time. beautiful face. <laughs> <laughs> to yeah. those who have uh, maybe noticed that the YouTube videos haven't been there, that's just because Luke has been busy and he is the uh, one who puts them up there. Um, busy and doesn't busy. have internet. I just Sorry. had no yeah. internet for the last like three, four, five weeks. It's been forever. Mm-hmm. And uh, joining us today also is Ben Franzo. Welcome back, Ben. Konnichiwa. Hello. Oh, you speak <laughs> Japanese? Oh, dude, do, do, do you it's, like? It's do, pronounced Japanese. Japanese. <laughs> oh, sorry, my B. <laughs> is that a Japanese gamer? <laughs> Damo arigato. I'm gonna offend like every single Japanese person. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, lo- I love yeah, I love Japan. I love Japan. I love the Japanese. We're gonna, we're gonna have to. Go, yeah. We'll go down through the races and we'll eventually offend them all. Um, that's, yeah. that's Do you know our, if Japanese like have anything like Weebix? They've probably what? got some kind of evolved version. Because it's like an English thing, right? Like Wheaties and Weebix. Yeah, I think so. But if it ain't if it ain't covered in sugar, I don't, in know, sugar, I don't, I don't want it. Do, do I have, Americans even I have, have no it? Idea. Not sure. What's anyway, it called? It's like, I don't know. So, yeah. Ben, this is your first time on a full episode of Up and Go. Wow, yes. moving um, up on the world. Yeah, we, we had Ben on a uh, mini episode, a Cupcakes episode, but we haven't had him on a proper episode. So, we'll have to ask you the obligatory questions. And mm-hmm. question number one is, Ben, do you like Up and Go? Indeed, I do. Very much so. That is good. Oh yeah, that how much? Good. How much? Very much so. How much? Oh, very oh, yeah. much. So? Name, name all of up and go. Name, name up and go. <laughs> um, that's my favorite. Joke. Just, how much? Have, how much it, have you had? How much have you drunk today? There's, there's, today? The, there's the gauge question. Uh, a liter. So okay. <laughs> okay. 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 And, and and what have you got in front of you at the moment? In front of me at the moment, I have the empty bottle of vanilla ice or carton, whatever you call them, and a bit vanilla of ice is coming up in the world. And what, some what viewers like strawberry. That? as well mm, very nice very nice it's a lot of up and go and we we love that we love that for you and we are here mm-hmm. to support those decisions uh well, i'll move on to the next question in a moment but just while we're on that uh, you guys got anything you're drinking got any uh, up and go? Um, i've got water rockstar energy drink. Which is water empty, actually water water is a good alternative sanitarium would be proud of you that at some point but i'll be quick what do you guys think of bottled water bottled water if it's not mm. dasani no, I'm kidding. Um, I mean, I put water in my bottle usually, so no, 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 no. I'm I mean, keen like to talk about water yeah, for a minute. Huge... Just Daniel, let, let finish your questions first. Okay, uh, Ben, what is your favorite flavor of Up and Go? 
Um, it was vanilla ice, but now that I've had good like more strawberry, I think it's strawberry to be honest. Strawberries are good. I yeah. think you can't like vanilla ice. You can't go wrong with. But is then, it really called vanilla ice? Is it not just called yeah, vanilla? Is, huh. I mean, I knew that. Vanilla. I, I definitely so knew that, that. Yeah. Vanilla ice. Bottle yeah, so of water. You'd say you've moved from vanilla to strawberry. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, not, I not think to say that I haven't gone off everything else, but strawberries right. just up there with the favorites. I don't remember whether I mentioned this or not. Favorite. Yeah, but I think I've moved from vanilla to chocolate. Like, like okay. I think well, at the moment, really? you, that's fine. Chocolate one's that's never fine. You could have said I've moved from vanilla to banana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I honestly haven't had it. I haven't had banana yet. Really, banana is definitely the best no. flavor. But I'm so, a big uh, fan I can't of be here. I mean, I love all flavors. We all know you're a bit of a weirdo, of course, but. You know, banana. Well, the uh, weird thing is, I hate anything that like I. I don't. I'm not a huge fan of actual bananas, but I like love bananas and things. I'm the like opposite. I don't like banana, banana flavored stuff, but I do love me a good naan. Uh, sorry, a naan. Yeah, mm, a naan. Yeah, banana. Oh, nani, right? Yeah, the jet, like, I, 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 like a. I was thinking like a naan bread, and I was like, what kind of? Yeah, that's Indian a, that's, that's a naan, bro. Learn the difference. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fun anyway, fact: uh, bottled water. Can, uh, I, can yes. I say a fun fact? Um, when it comes to banana flavoring, um, why those little, uh, I don't know anyone else outside of New Zealand probably doesn't know what a gummy lolly is, but it's like those real soft jelly ones. Um, those kinds of things flavored as banana, how they don't really taste like banana as such. Have we gone over this on the podcast? Oh, those, oh, those all vanilla things. Yeah, but they're not actually flavored as the bananas that we know today, but a species that's gone extinct a while back. The gross Michael. Oh, wait, I've read this. Yeah. I, I do yeah, think you're right, right. and I think we mentioned it on the podcast, but that would have been early I think it was like on. one of the first episodes. Yeah. Hang on, you're I talking about those, the first awful, those awful banana I'm lollies. I'm talking about like, banana flavor mm, as yeah, a Yeah, we're talking about yeah, like generally. the best lollies you get in the party pack. I thought you yeah. were specifically talking about the, um, like the ones that have the same texture and consistency as the Eskimos. And oh. I'd forgotten that they existed, and I hate them. Oh, and I you love reminded those me. Oh, That'd be great. Uh, <laughs> what's wrong with you people? <laughs> Watch this. You're gonna get a few party mixes coming your way now that has a lot of them in them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm only worried because I know you can buy like two kilo bags of them on like Mighty <laughs> yeah, Eight, and I, I also know, know that great. you two would send me a bag as a gag. <laughs> now you've given uh, them the idea. Depending how much, pr- depending how much it was, but yeah. <laughs> two kilo uh, bags yeah, is only like. Ten dollars, thirteen dollars, not that expensive. Yeah, yeah. What's well. like? Joe was talking about there are some frogs in Auckland, right, for sale for ten bucks. And I was like, right. oh yeah, I'd buy a frog for ten bucks, and then just like Would you? stick it in someone's toilet. It would be hilarious. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I and I was like, really ten dollars sure. for for that kind of prank. I think Pretty is a sure well you'll worth. Have like it's like what I it's like what I bought you that grenade when you're heading off to Israel. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but that oh, was yeah. also a slightly dark joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, isn't that animal of, cruelty? Bottled water? You guys wanted to? No, they'd love the toilet. Yeah. That'd be great. It'd be just there. Oh, you're right. They're not pigs, Daniel. They're frogs. <laughs> I'm keen to talk on this bottled water thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm Ethan, interested as to heard, what you guys you, wanted to talk about. Have you about. heard of black water? Yeah, BLK. Like the, yeah, yeah. With like that, added the stuff that's got the all the vitamins of no, uh, it's got it's spring source things. It's more like a particular. It's like fulvic powder or something. Oops, sorry, yeah. fulvic powder or something. Fulvic, I think, like from a volcanic added in, and it makes the water black, but it still tastes yeah. exactly like. Well, I think there might water does have different flavors though. Yeah, it does. Like I, the, one of my, I just find the video funny is when Rhett and Link on Good Mythical Morning did like a a blind bottle water test to see if they could 
guess which flavor was which. So they they knew like the pool of like six bottles or whatever it was. If they had to, yeah, like, like taste Dasani. them all and go through and yeah, I don't know, like Dasani, Evian, all that kind of stuff. Fiji water, smart mm-hmm. water, black water. Why do you want to talk about bottled water? I just I think you could, wanted uh, to talk about uh, bottled water, didn't you? I just like water. <laughs> I had a yeah, because it's weird. Because if I buy like a, a bunch of it from the supermarket or something, for yeah. it, I will drink more water than if I have to like fill up a jug, which makes no sense because mm. there's no difference. I, I do There's something about like waking up in the middle of the night and just being able to crack open like a like a an easy up and bottle. No, see, for me, for me, the time when like bottled water is it, amazing is when it's like a hot day or something, and you know, like it's at camps or something. You get those people yeah. that are just giving away free bottles of water or oh, something. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, you go up Bless to the stand, you know, take over a bottle, crack it open, drink it down, and yeah. it's like the best thing you've drunk ever. What was it's you know? pump is like the main water brand yeah. here, isn't it? What do you guys yeah, think of flavored water? Like when they I put a like little, a little bit of zing in it, a little bit of badab. I say just I, I, drink water. I think I've got some like um, small like sugarless cordial things, which I bought in an attempt to trick myself into drinking more water, and they're actually pretty good. Um, there was this like apple and black current one, which is nice, yeah. and so you just you know yeah, it would, I've um, seen those around. I like electrolytes I mean, in my not- water every so often, like just pure yeah. concentrates and stuff, which isn't super nice, but it's more just because I know I need them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To me, That's, like uh, flavored yeah. water is the same as like tea. Like most fruit teas, in that oh, it's nice, like but tea. it's not strong enough for me. Like, yeah. like that's why I like being able to buy the, the, the cordial my own, my own because then I can like get you it. You can actually give it a bit more berries. But yeah, yeah but if, like for me, I just drink cordial, like not not mm. cordial concentrate yeah. cordials and raro or or something. You know, yeah. yeah. Raro is a little like like my, the idea behind these things is they're a lot healthier for you. Right. Um, yeah. Was it is still, you're, still, you're of... still drinking water. Like mm-hmm. it's literally just water, and you're only using like maybe two mils of it. It's really pungent mm-hmm. stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I think I've got a bottle. Um, should just uh, Let me show the yeah, camera. The um. Yeah. Oh yeah, we're trying a new format uh this time for the podcast. Like Daniel said, I'm a bit behind on the upload, so I'll start getting them up <laughs> on YouTube, but. We're going to, I'm screen recording the Discord call that we're recording in at the moment, and I'll see if I'm able to put that up so you can still kind of see our faces while we Please have a little yarn. Oh, yeah, water drops. I've seen that. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 yeah like so so we, we've heard the cry of the people, and they want more, you know, visual confirmation that we exist. Yeah. Thanks for so, the love on the on the last live episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. We did get a, they, they did do well. Yeah, I they did pretty well, well actually. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I haven't actually like heard people saying that we they want to see us more, but no, you know, don't whatever. say that. Oh, I mean, yeah, I have, I have. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, but now, now you're lying. Now you've just dug yourself a hole. What is going Quickly, on? Quickly, before we get into the actual, um, the actual, uh, the meat of the episode. Yeah, the, the meat, of the, meat of the episode. Considering we're talking about past episodes and we're still talking about food, you remember how I put macas at the top of my food list? Yeah, have you mm-hmm. decided? I have a to confession to make. Yeah. So, I'm 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 at, I'm at home by myself at the moment. I'm home alone this weekend, and um, I just right. happened to remember that I had a thirty dollar free Uber Eats voucher. <laughs> so I genuinely spent forty. Did you buy a share box? No, I spent like forty five dollars at Macca's yesterday. Uh, wow. <laughs> I mean, hey, Monopoly is on, so Oh no, I got like ten tickets or something, so bonus. But um How do you even eat forty five dollars with a Macca's? I don't know, I've got a I got a large boss Glutton's combo, big. like a deluxe chicken burger thing, a triple cheese. I suppose those are pretty pricey. A uh what do you what are they like? 
a uh, McFlurry mm. and um, oh, fuck works. something mm. else. I like the apple pies. Yeah, I, I just went. I want this. I want this. This looks nice. I want this. <laughs> I like this. <laughs> just spent like forty five dollars. Though it only cost me fifteen, so it was bonus. <laughs> Spent oh, like, I mean, it's been like cool. I bought like one more burger because I wanted it, and then just delivery fee. So it's like mm-hmm. I just paid like what I'd pay a little bit more what I'd normally pay for just one combo, and I got so much food, and I ate all of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I took I, t- uh, I ate half of the one cheeseburger, and yeah. I took that into work tomorrow uh, today. Yeah, I tell you what I hate most about myself is how much I enjoy a reheated Big Mac. Oh, I think I'd rather I, have it fresh. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think. I've Pizza's ever... good second day, but I'm not sure about Macca's. How do you get a fast but... food burger to last more than one meal? Like, oh, nah. you buy four of them, Daniel, and you take <laughs> one to work the next day. Okay, that's <laughs> well, half. Yeah. I had three and a half um, burgers yesterday. I'll tell you how I do it, at least, which is some, like I would get the Big Mac Hunger Buster sometimes, and sometimes I wasn't that hungry, but it's still cheaper to buy the hunger buster i will say i genuinely did eye up the like the 40 dollar hunger buster thing and be like but what am i gonna do with four burgers four chips and four drinks i'm not that thirsty <laughs> yeah, but like two of them was fine it was the drinks that kind of made me go eh, i'm gonna just make my own thing because i do not have a purpose for it would have been funny though to four the Uber driver to hand it to you um <laughs> just you at home i know all the lights <laughs> are off i come upstairs and kind of wave at him as he goes because it's like contactless delivery and all that stuff at the moment but no, enough about oh, yeah. enough about my terrible yes. Macca's habits. I just want to have, make sure you know I haven't had Macca's in ages. Long, <laughs> I love the little change there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I like it. This is the first time I've had Macca's in like months. Yeah, that was, oh, that was fine. That's, that's interesting. I didn't know I'd do that. Yes. Anyway, the today's episode. What yes. are we talking about? So the topic of today's episode is and is it's and sort of a it's a, shut up. It's a second sorry. part to last <laughs> week's episode. Uh, sorry, la- the last episode. Um, which we talked about video games, and this time we are talking about board games. And um, so, yeah, it's just what we like in board games, what type of board games we prefer, that sort of stuff, all, all the different sides of board games, and kind of just tabletop games in general. So that includes, you know, collectible card games and uh, role-playing role games like Dungeons & Dragons, stuff like that. I'm, I'm glad you specified that. Specified so what? I was, I was that, that we're allowed to go into, like, the other categories oh, yeah. of not just board <laughs> games. I was going to say... Most of the stuff I'm going to talk about is not boards. <laughs> well, that's the thing, right? And, and I will start with this, is like the term board games. Like, yes, you have board games, card games, and dice games, right? Ignoring right. role-playing games at the moment, right? And so, you know, board games is, is a game with a board. You know, card games just have cards and, and stuff like that. But we've kind of, you know, and it's been, I don't know, the last however long 10 20 years you know just board games is kind of the the, the term we the use category. to define yeah. any game that you play on a table really unless it's like literally a deck of cards or something then you say i want to play cards but yeah 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 really, but normally speaking you say mothers who refer to it as an xbox huh? <laughs> what, what the oh, yeah. oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good you one your xbox mom it's a playstation 5 come on <laughs> Not poor. <laughs> oh, do we want to like finish off last episode a little early with talking about the prices of the new consoles quickly? Those uh, aren't board what? games. How people feel. Well, we talk, oh. we'll talk about video games last well, time. I'm more oh, excited for the enough. new graphics cards, personally. <laughs> yeah, enjoy your $1,200. No, I'll just buy a 2080 Titan for like 500 bucks. Easy. We talked about last. that last episode. Yeah. <laughs> and I still, yeah, yeah, yeah. Think you're, I still think you are massively wrong. <laughs> 
Um, me Maccas when no, I'm right. I, I'm I'm interested to see how the um the the new Xbox XS or whatever series S, whatever it's the cheaper version of the Xbox X uh, S and um uh I don't know letters it cheaper version of the Xbox X and like yeah I don't know maybe I will get that that could be cool. I'll tell you what I'm having none of and it's the fact that the this this nonsense about next gen games costing a hundred and forty dollars oh yeah the games costing hundred and forty yeah the games because 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 you. Yeah, because you see, um, the prices went up from uh sixty US dollars to uh seventy US dollars, but in, but that's irrelevant because we actually get our pricing from the European market, and that went mm-hmm. from sixty pounds, uh, sorry, sixty euros to eighty euros, Ooh. which is the hundred and forty. It's a massive inflation. It's pretty ridiculous. Don't like um, that. And so, but, and yeah. that, that's important when it comes to buying the disc, discless version of the consoles, being the Xbox Series S, and then the discless version, the digital PlayStation Five, which is a fair, a fair bit cheaper. I think. It's oh, sorry, it's a it's a Series S, a discless console. Yeah. Oh, I yeah, did I'm not sure see that in what I'll I double, was researching that. about, but um, I will double check that. But I think that's partially how they cut cost. Yeah. Um. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh yeah anyway but that's that's video games that's consoles that's yeah, we're just old hats yeah. we're out of there you know no one no one plays video games these days anymore <laughs> yeah like, so <laughs> gross board games um if anyone has anything that they want to talk about in particular then then just it's just a free flow kind of general topic I personally as I've said many times on the podcast and as you guys obviously know I love board games like anything to do he with does. board games. <laughs> yeah um definitely true. out of the four of us i would say i like them the most and probably the most obsessed with them ben would be probably a close second then i'm just i gonna... wouldn't say close <laughs> yeah ben would... i wouldn't say close either you're like ben would be a second first and then ben's like here and then ethan and me are like oh, <laughs> no actually no, ethan's, ethan's up there you like board games. I, I think I, um, a good I, way to start, we could like, do you guys have a like all-time favorite game? I, I do. I, I have a favorite board game. I, I like Monopoly. I know. <laughs> I was going to say that as a joke. Wait, you're like, what? <laughs> I, I do. Like, Monopoly is like the guilty play. Like, mm-hmm. like, Monopoly is the Maccas of McDonald's of There is Monopoly Maccas, if that's what we're talking about. <laughs> but it's really easy to play. Like That's the thing. I've mm-hmm, played it so mm-hmm. much, and it is kind of just going through the motions. Easy to play, hard to master. Not really. No, just, I'm, you kidding, know, I'm kidding. Um, but... The, I mean, Monopoly is definitely more of a social game rather than mm-hmm. about the game. Mm-hmm. At least that's how I've played it. It's something you do while talking to friends or something. And that's why I enjoy it. And it's probably that's probably why I enjoy it. Um, like I always think of when people say my favorite. It's not the game I enjoy most, but it's the game I enjoy most. To like play with other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah um, although... <clears throat> although it is heavily dependent on the people you play with yeah, yeah. but like speaking um, of of like you said playing it socially one of my favorite games of monopoly that i can remember is uh when me and luke went up to auckland to see safia and we stayed with our friend alex i don't oh, know if you listen to this alex but if you do hey alex um hey, alex. this is hendrix and we uh played yeah. a game uh we played a game of monopoly with him and we we're just eating snacks just chilling you know just just playing mm. monopoly and it was it was good fun the monopoly 
the game of Monopoly was secondary, right? Yeah. Us, like, facilitator. Our, commu- us communicating and hanging out and catching up was the main mm. entertainment. It's the kind game of, of it's Monopoly kind of, was there. Sorry. It's kind of yeah. like a lot of like commentary YouTubers and stuff where like they play Counter-Strike or Valorant or something in the background, but you're not really watching for the gameplay. You're listening to them talk or mm-hmm. have yarns with the group they're playing with or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Watching commentary YouTubers. Laugh. <laughs> yeah, I'm Monopoly. I, I, what you do in your spare time. If this was a board game podcast, like like you know, like yeah, the I mean, whole Monopoly podcast, a- you would probably get laughed at for that. But but I I I I think that's actually a fair. Um, you can't Monop- go wrong with Monopoly. Like I don't think it's the best game I've ever played. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I, I, mm-hmm. It's, it's how I understand favorite is something that I'd be like. If like if you ask me if you gave me a game that I really enjoy playing, I'm not always going to be in the mood for it, right? To mm-hmm. me, your favorite mm-hmm. is something you're always in the mood for, right? And, like, I can't think of many situations when someone's like, you want to play a game of Monopoly? And I go, man, no, can't, not bothered. Yeah. Um, yeah. And no, so, yeah, but my- I mean, like, Blood, Blood Rage or something a little bit more complicated, it's more enjoyable, but it's so much more subject to, like, the whims of how I'm feeling on the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say my favorite game is, out of all the games I've played and enjoy, like, the best designed, right? I wouldn't say it's the best, but it, like you said, it's the one I enjoy the most and most consistently, I think. You know, I've got some other games um, that I would say are designed better and um, and like, you know, just there's just more to them and, and, and you, you play it and you go, wow, that was amazing, mm. but that's good. I'll put that to the side. I'll come back to that some other time, you know. Um, so my favorite game is Dice Forge. I'm not sure Ooh, if we've talked about it on the podcast. I, 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 um, I like Dice Forge a lot. I didn't like it the first time. Well, I did not like it, but it was, I was kind of like, eh, mm-hmm, whatever. Mm-hmm. If I, but I, I, I like it a lot. Yeah, yeah I game. do. I really like Dice Forge as well. It's a good game. Yeah, yeah it's so, good fun. Yeah, it's, it's... One part I like about it is... I don't know. It's just... It's very interactive and... Um, I don't know, just it's everything seems to go quickly and it almost flow like flows from turn to turn really quickly. It helps mm. that everyone's doing something on every on turn. Turn, yeah. yeah, turn. Even if it's it's, it's as simple yeah. as rolling your dice, right? It's Ethan's turn, we all roll our dice, you know, and gain stuff. That's simple, but it's still all of us getting the chance to do something. It's not you know, like, keeps you engaged. Because yeah, yeah. I find it so Mentally. hard to stay engaged when I mean I've never played guitar, but using stuff like that as an example <laughs> where you've either yeah. got to like yeah. pay attention the whole time and it can take like up to, to like 10 to 20 minutes sometimes before your next turn i'm just like uh, i suppose oh. you have to pay attention in katan so much of as like you make sure to get yeah, your just, resources well, specifically katan but i mean just like yeah. as a yeah. general sort of thing you know well you got to sit back like i do and just like know what you're doing and every, every other person's move is irrelevant <laughs> mm-hmm. what are you ben I mean, yeah. what, what's I mean, what's your favorite game favorite is a difficult term <laughs> um i have a lot of games that i like i haven't really sat down and gone hmm okay i like this mm-hmm. one the most you know i uh, i just have games that i like and yeah okay if, a- if i said to you right now ben let's play a board game and you had to choose what would you pick oh i've got no idea i'd probably say <laughs> what are the options oh and then say <laughs> what a, what a I don't flipping know, what do you want <laughs> yeah Ethan. ben's a pleaser um i was just gonna say um go back to favorites favorites um if I we're like talking about board games specifically, yeah. But mm. if we're just talking games in general, I definitely think I personally I lean far more into like tabletop role playing games than mm-hmm. um, board okay. games. 
And so that's different. So like Dungeons and Dragons is all, all we'll those talk about definitely and way stuff above anything. Later on, surely. But for board games, yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm kind of not like not super. Into it. But anyway, that was just a quick comment. And so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. go on. Yeah. Well, what Eric, would you say? What, sorry. What, what would you say? Have you got like a top three? Maybe Ben. Oh, I don't know. Um, I really <laughs> enjoy it. Oh, actually, maybe I. I just thought of something. <laughs> Hang on. Um, uh, two-player games like those trading cards and those types of mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know like one v one games. I really like me and Dan play those quite often with each other. And Star Wars X Wing is oh, really yeah. up there as one of those games. That is for me. That, yeah, X Wing is a great game. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, and that- it's it's one that I'm actually okay at as well. Like a lot of board <laughs> games I play, I'm actually really bad at. Mm-hmm. Can I can I ask? Is like Star Wars X Wing and the more two play stuff? Is that more cards card theme than board or generally? Um, yeah, X Wing not so much. It's a miniatures one, and it's highly oh, okay. based okay, around the are... miniatures. But but oh, right, yeah, because I see yeah. too. Like two player dueling games, right? A head on head where you're you're fighting mm. against each other. You know. It's almost always either a miniatures game yeah. or a card game. Yeah, I was trying to think yeah. of like how a board game, a quote-unquote board game, mm-hmm. would work in like uh, just a two-player yeah. setting. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense if it's like mostly cards or miniatures. If I'm going to play like a two-player game with someone, I want to play 500, like mm-hmm. two-hand mm-hmm. 500, like one open on the top and the one in your hand. I love playing that. It's so mm-hmm. much fun. And I think I think the reason why it's normally either card games, like collectible card games or miniatures games, is like the the you goal don't want it to be of expensive for one. Pardon? Yeah. You don't want it to be expensive for one. Oh, although miniatures games are expensive, but yeah, that's <laughs> sure, just, but that's I mean, just because of the quality of, of product. No, what though. I was going to say is it allows each person to bring their own thing to the table. Oh, right. So, like, point. if we play mm. a board game, we play Dice Forge, right? We set up yeah. Dice Forge. We each get, you know, the same thing essentially what comes in the box. If me yeah. and Ben play Dice Masters, which is probably the one we play the most often, I have mm. my team, right? My Dice Masters team, my dice that I bought, you know, my characters yeah. and everything. He has the ones that he bought. He built his own team and it allows that chance of like customization, you know, in, um, yeah, in customizing our own team. And then we get to yeah. try out what we have built, mm. you know? It's yeah. kind of um, what Pokemon was built on. Yeah, but yeah, the Pokemon, the the yeah, collectible card game yeah, is the same, and pretty much Magic like and, that. and all that sort of stuff. Hearthstone, except that's mm. a video game and all that sort of thing. But but that's the same. You, you still build yeah. up your own deck. Same so as Legends of Runeterra. Deck builder stuff, essentially, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Hey, that's what we could do. That's an idea for the podcast. And you guys Ooh. could look out for this, listeners. We could, like, um, maybe not live stream, but record us playing, like, Legends of Runeterra or something. Oh, like that'd that would be, that be fun idea. having some having some jewels. Yeah, yeah, I'd be down. I need to like learn that game. It's kind of the reason <laughs> I played like a little bit uh, in the beta. I hope it hasn't been updated too much. And I thought, I oh, I this, this is fun, but I've not really played a game like that before, mm-hmm. and I kind of just couldn't be bothered learning because I was into TFT at the time. Think, it's really good to play while traveling. I think yeah, it's, it's great. Very accessible I do, I do quite devices. like just playing it if I'm doing something or whatever. But I haven't in a long time. Mm-hmm. I love it on planes and whatnot. Mm. If you've got Wi-Fi on a plane. Mm. Which we have more and more these days. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'll interject seeing as you talk about that. You know what I realized only just the other day? Mm-hmm. 
phones aren't banned at gas stations anymore. Uh, what hey, gas what? stations are you going to? Uh, well, okay, still, specifically, like- they're not banned at Zed. I was thinking because okay. when I, I was fueling up the Ambo the other day and there's like a little one of the COVID sign and things on mm-hmm. the pump. And I was like, huh, that's mm-hmm. a bit strange how they want us to have our phones yeah. out on the court. And then the same with the app. You've got to take your phone out and scan the little QR yeah. code it gives you if you want to like add your vouchers and stuff. Yeah. And I you thought, just, hmm, are they like okay with this? And then you know how like on the polls at gas stations, well, at gas stations, it has all the do not do these things. Yeah. And how mm-hmm. that always used to say, don't use your phones. Mm-hmm. At Zed, at least, it doesn't anymore. Huh. Yeah. No, there's no mention B- of not BP using your phone. BP still the- does. But also, yeah, BP does have the app where you can, you know. Pay in the car. I, I, yeah. I always pay in the car. I've paid oh, out I, of the car I, I, I Last time I went into a gas station to pay for my fuel, couldn't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I always go in to pay because I always pick up like yeah. some gum or something. Yeah. I, just found that, I just found that really interesting. That like but at Z at, at the least they don't. It, it just seems so foreign to like have your phone out on the court. But then at the at same the time, same, like it's kind of pretty debunked that. How many more computers are in your car? Yeah, I know it's it's silly. Like my car's gonna like spark more than like than my phone is. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah, this probably this probably goes back to the day when phones had like removable batteries, like the old Nokia. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. No, no, that's It true. wasn't really about batteries or anything. I don't think it was with the signal. Of receiving a call or something, and like the really old Nokia's and that, um, there was a chance of them producing static. Static, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. And they tested it a few times, and it was very unlikely, but there was a chance of it. Mm-hmm. From Probably from one memory. Of those things. Bro, there's a chance that a Sounds human can right. sp- spontaneously combust. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Link, that leaves yeah. us with you. What what oh, would yeah. you say is your favorite um, game? I don't know if I have a Settlers favorite. Of Catan. Oh, Settlers of Catan. He's never friends. Settlers of Catan it. doesn't count. Like I can't yeah. even say that it's my least favorite because I never played it. So it's mm-hmm. technically mm-hmm. like in the in the just zero it has no value. Um, I don't know. There's a few games that I really like. Like one for purposes of nostalgia is Cluedo. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. if someone's like, "Yo, do you want to play Cluedo?" I would be like. Oh yep, <laughs> I'm actually keen as yeah. for some Cluedo. And now that I've thought about it, I'm actually even more keen to just play Cluedo. Oh, speaking of that, tabletop simulator downloaded now. Um, yes. But no, I, the other another game that I really like and probably will always play if someone's like, "Hey, do you want to play this game?" Is Pirates Cove. Mm. I do oh, I really enjoy Pirates Cove. Yeah. <laughs> I I just really like it. It's really fun. Cool, cool dynamics, cool mechanics in a way. How you kind of like build your own ship and you got to fight the staff mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. turn based in the sense to where everyone at the start of the round does the thing. I like that kind of aspect. Mm-hmm. And there was something else I was thinking about before, but I forgot. I think, oh, uh, what was? Oh, I was gonna say that that I think I talked about it on the podcast before, but it's that the Avery one. Uh, oh, Wingspan. Oh, Wingspan. Yeah, I've only played that once, it, but... but I did really enjoy it. And mm-hmm. I think I would happily play it. It would be kind of a mood thing because it's real, like chill and just relaxed mm-hmm. game. Mm-hmm. But if someone was like, "Yo, do you want to just sit down and play a Wingspan and just chill out?" I'd be like, "Absolutely." So but... I think that one just instantly went up because I never quite played a game like that before, and mm-hmm. I just really enjoyed mm-hmm. it. At um, least that that's more mm. specifically board games. I'm more of a card games kind of person, but just like playing, but, yeah, playing cards. That that's the thing because I love um, just me a deck of playing cards. But then like bang the card game, love that. Or not that mm-hmm. just bang in general, love that. Mm-hmm. Um, Munchkin's great. That's get gets an honorary mention too. 
And there's mm. something else. I think, um, yeah, I think what you're thinking of, Luke, is six takes. Yes. Yes. Oh, of course. Six takes. Of course, six takes. That's yeah, the card yeah. game. Thank you, Ben. I, I was knew there was a card game I loved. There's a card game, game, there's a card game that's not played on names. like just normal, um, normal playing cards because I could list so many playing card games mm-hmm, that I love. Mm-hmm. But no, it's six takes. I love that game. That game's so much fun. Now, um, I just want yeah. to cut in and like, um, I don't know whether you've changed at the moment, Ethan, but the last time you were here and, and we were playing games occasionally, you said to me that like what you were currently in the mindset for and enjoying the most were those kind of chill, like party games, yeah. chill party games, card games, like code names, six takes, you know, llama, that sort of stuff. And that's kind of what you were you enjoying most at the moment. Great games. I, 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 I enjoy things that have s- simple, simple rules. Mm-hmm. Um, not a lot of interact uh, mainly based on player interaction is where the game is mm-hmm. and um and sort of easy victory point rules mm-hmm. and most and party games normally feel that because like i said for me at the moment because of how busy i am the most important thing for a card game is like or, or game is to be able to play it spontaneously um rather and i mean there's a time and place for saying oh we'll schedule in a game for like mm-hmm. seven o'clock this week or something mm-hmm. but it you know it's a different type of thing yeah um yeah yeah no that, that, that i understand that completely like um coming up in a week's time i've got a board game night um and that the, the every every month i have a board game night but one month will be like a themed night and i'll choose the games and everything and the next month is just a chill night and those type of games, the ones you just spontaneously pull out and go, hey, let's play this, you know, mm. uh, 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 I guess is what you're talking about. Ones that are just simple, easy to explain. Yeah. You can um, teach them to people as well quickly. Yeah. yeah. Whereas other games, uh, say like Raiders of the North Sea, um, is kind of more so it's like, hey, do you want to come over and play this game? You know? Yeah. Um, but also like a lot of big games, you're guaranteed to lose on your first time um, just due to how complex, how, how many different ways there are to gather victory points hang on are we um, talking when you say that are you talking guaranteed to lose in like co-op games or just if you play a new game you're probably going to lose if you play well it depends if you're playing a game if someone's teaching you a game you're obviously not going to know it as well as them and especially yeah, when yeah, there's yeah, complex true. ways to gain victory points and mm-hmm. some will be better than others because game designs aren't perfect um you're probably going to lose. I mean, it's not to the extent of chess, right? We're like, you're going to lose a lot before you get your first win. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But still, I mean, like most of the time, if you want to, people enjoy, I, I don't know about most people, but when it comes to like learning a game, I almost have to have enough time to pay it, play it twice because unless we're, all of us are learning at the same time. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be like, well, the first time I'm learning it, and it's a very sort of like clunky experience, and then I want to have like a like a fun thing as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, that that's almost always what we do with our family, right? Like the first time we yeah. played Wingspan, I pulled it out. Well, sorry, first time I played it with the family, pulled it out, taught it to mum and dad. You know, we played a game, and mum was like, "Okay, yep, that was cool. I understand it now. Let's go again." And we just instantly played a second game. Yeah. Um, and that's, and that's really cool, actually. Mum, I I don't mind that at all. I don't mind playing the same game twice in a row or whatever. Dad, not it's so much. Like he's he he's happy to play it once and then come back to it another time. Um, I don't mm-hmm. actually remember if he played with us again that second game. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, yeah, multiple games like that. Mum will be like, 
you know, she'll be like, okay, I understand it now. I want to play it again, like straight away while all this is fresh in my mind, you know, so I know yeah. what I'm doing. Um, yeah. Because that, that's how I generally play new games too, kind of. I'll I'll kind of, I'll get, explain the game and you, you're you good at explaining like if you kind of generalize techniques or stuff or mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. techniques, is that the right word? Strategies. Um, yeah, strategies. So that's what I was thinking of. Um, and then I'll kind of take what you have and then just think, okay, well, logistically speaking, I imagine this game also includes this sort of things. Mm-hmm, I'll devise mm-hmm. a strategy in my head that, well, I'll, I'll see, a, I'll see a, a thing based around a particular wind condition or something. And I'll go, okay, I'm just going to commit and just try this. I'm not sure if this is optimal or this is meta for this game, but I'm going to, I'll, I'll just listen. I'll, I always listen super intently when someone's explaining a game and devise a strategy as I go. And then I'll just see it through to the end and it either works or it doesn't. And usually it does, which is kind of funny. Like, not to brag, but oh, the amount no, of games I've played once and won, I have a 100% win rate on like so many board games. I mean, had a 100% win rate on Shin Phillips games. <laughs> just talking you can, about you can, Wingspan. You can, you can clarify that too, can't you? <laughs> yeah. Just talking about Wingspan, your first game of Wingspan that we played back in July, you did win that. Yeah, and, I did. Um, it was close. Like, like, you, Joel, and Ben were all first time players, and you came first, second, and third. Me and Gabby I'd had played before. Uh, you did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> me, Gabby, me and Gabby had played before, and we were playing. You know, we were also playing that game, and we came um, last and second to last. Mm. So, um, yeah, you you do have a you have a good knack. Oh, I like to think that I am pretty good at explaining a game at teaching. I would games. say you're good at explaining. Good um, enough that I can win a game on my first <laughs> playthrough because you give me enough information for me to be able to devise a, a strategy and go, mm-hmm. okay, let's see if this works. Mm-hmm. That, that's yeah, that's how I like to play games. Yeah, I like to listen real close and then go, hmm, okay, devise. If this seems to do that, da, 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 then work something out of my head and then just play mm-hmm. it through and see if it works. Mm-hmm. Wing, Wingspan is, is, is quite a good one for new players because it's actually like all, all the information is kind of open. Like uh, and um, not like the birds. Other people are holding in the in their hand. That's not open. But you've got certain victory point conditions that you score on at the end of each round, and that's open. That like everyone can see. Okay, in round three, this is what's going to score us points. You know, yeah, the amount of birds we have in the water zone that's going to score us points. It's not like at the start of the round we flip it over, and then you're like, ah, oh, you know, so and so is going to win this round because. I didn't put any birds in my water zone or whatever. Um, I yeah. do think how easy it is to pl- win on a first game depends entirely on how clear it is to gain victory points. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think it is very game dependent. Yeah. And it's just inherent to game design is if you yeah. want a more complex game, there's got to be more complex ways to gain, um, gain victory points. Um, Plus Daniel's just very good I don't at know. I haven't played play Wingspan, but from my understanding, it is relatively simple. Uh, it's not hard. I would, there's, yeah, there's it's quite not a hard. Lot of, there's quite a lot of things that you kind of would be nice to know that you're not going to be told on your first playthrough, and it is a bit of like, oh, okay, and all oh, right, okay, I see, kind of as you're going. But so there's a lot of like not not hidden aspects, if you know what I mean. But there are like some complicated Nuances. and convoluted ways to make victory points that you just wouldn't know of until someone at the end you get creamed on, and you're like, hey. Eh? <laughs> 
And they're like, oh, you didn't know you could do all this other fancy stuff. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> okay. That would have been and, nice to know. Yeah, I, I wouldn't call it simple, um, but it, it is, it's easy to pick up, right? It's like pretty it's, straightforward, but it's yeah. not like oversimplified. There's lots of different strategies and combinations you okay. can do and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've lost my train of thought now. I was going to say something. Choo-choo. All aboard the train of thought, going to Forgottenville. <laughs> you guys ever seen a proper steam train? Uh, yes, actually, I've ridden on one. I yeah. think I have too. Yeah, I believe yeah, I have. have um, there was um, there was They're that really one cool. that used to. Ben, do you remember the name of the the one that used to like travel around Auckland? Do you remember Hotel? what it was called? Um, no, they have no. like a big black steam engine that they'd fish out every so often and do like uh, journeys on it. It had a we name. should do an episode on um, sort of like neat engineered things. I'd be keen to do that. I thought you were going to just say it on trains. I'd be keen to trains. I could. No, but yeah, I don't know too much about trains. I could probably talk about them for an hour and a half. Okay, yeah, I have. I've ridden on proper steam trains. While we're while we're talking about trains, just like something. Oh, I know what flawless segue. Go on, go on. What? 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 Go on. I know we can talk about. I was going to talk about like ticket to ride and there it is. There it is. I've forgotten about that. Yeah, like ticket to ride is kind of a classic game. You don't like ticket to ride, Ethan? Don't like ticket to ride. Wait, can I guess what your little talk's going to be about? Yes, go ahead. You're going to talk about how ticket to ride started as a board game, but you think it's better on the uh, devices. I was going to talk about. Yeah, just kind of about digital board games because there are a lot yep. of like you mentioned you've you've started down or you've downloaded Tabletop Simulator now. Yeah, um, that's slightly different because that's it's simulating playing you know in real okay. life a, 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 as close as it can. Um, but digital board games like I have heaps of you know I don't know if I it, yeah I have heaps of like you know digital board games um, including mm. Ticket to Ride. And yeah. um, oh, Among Us is a iPhone a phone app. Yeah, it's yeah, free on yeah, the phone, phone, but it's a bit If you have an friendly. iPad, it's better on the iPad, obviously, because a bigger screen. Right. It was quite yeah. hard for me to play it on the phone. Yeah, like, it's not particularly like Ben said, user friendly on the phone, but it works. Uh, yeah, uh, and Among Us is cool. We can talk. We can talk about that and kind of this as well because it's not a board game, but it's kind of board game. It plays like a board game. You've yeah. got kind of you like you couldn't you couldn't play that outside the, no, of um no not at all thing but um, it's, it does have like board game kind of feels it's got it. the negotiation aspect of a board game right you have to yeah you have well, to it's, bluff it's and trick people into almost yeah you have to bluff and trick people into thinking that you're not the traitor or that someone else is the traitor you know yeah. you have to you know be able to bring up a story of what you were doing you know why you ran out of a room where there was a dead body or whatever you know if um, you don't know what among is among us is by now do you even go on the internet? Yeah. <laughs> it's gotten pretty big at this point. It's huge. I can um, see why, though. It, it is, is very yeah, good. It's good. I, it is a good I, game. I, I actually can't. I mean, I, I think it's cute, but I think I've... Hasn't there been, like, a thousand games like that that's Nothing come and that gone? Nothing that simple, no one... though. I don't, oh, I don't think there's been so anything that simple. simply brilliant. Well, I actually... I, I should say, Team um, Tr- Trouble in Terrace Town, which is a Gary's mod thing, mm-hmm. yeah. was massive. That's true. That, but the, yes, that yeah, was but do you know, so but do you know I, what differentiates Among Us from uh, Trouble in Terrace Town? The uh, fact that well, the civilians actually have stuff to do. You know, you you run yeah, around and so. you run around and do your tasks. Where in mm, Trouble yeah. in Terrace Town, but the, the the primary aspect is for them to just identify and the terrorists to kill everyone. But yes. in Among Us, you can win by actually completing the game essentially wasn't there that um what was that there was a, a unity based one that was um looked a bit nicer i'm trying to remember you're like stuck on a mountain 
And it was a start. I don't know. You lost me there. Anyway, it, but it was, it was like Among Us. Going back to like digital board games, like, do you guys prefer? And and I, it is sometimes, I guess, uh, dependent on the game. Um, but like, if there is a good digital adaptation of a game, you know, more often than not, do, would you say you prefer to play the digital version than the live version, or you know, vice versa? It depends or, how much of the game is in playing the game relative to how much of the game is in the interaction with other mm-hmm, players. Mm-hmm. So, take it to rise as an example. People often call the app like I believe for you, Luke. It's actually it kills the board game for you. Like, then you just don't play the board game because. Nah. Because the app is just it's too fiddly. It, it, the, the app is so Ticket to Ride is a very better. fiddly game though, because like yeah. you have all your trains and you've got to like manage your tickets and manage your little pile of everything. Cars just works so much smoother. It's just on. so I like I love Ticket to Ride, but I do I don't want to play it on the board. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, it, it hasn't. I, I think that's that's a brilliant game to have adapted mm-hmm. into mobile. But then, so I think I like that, but I, I don't think I could. Me personally, could say that I prefer one over the other, because like I have like Love Letter. And other kind of mm-hmm. games like that on the thing, but I'd just rather play it with cards in person. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about uh, yeah. you, Ben? Um, I and 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 the nights it took to ride. I had the apps for a long time. We all did, and I'd spent quite a lot of money on the app. <laughs> and that, um, I I like the digital version, but I will also play. The board game version just because i like board games okay mm-hmm. like i'll play the app if more people are able to play the app but if we're in the same room i'll crack out the board game if, if we mm-hmm. can I'm, I'm happy to do that um i would still rather we all just use our phones <laughs> <laughs> well it, it also depends what it is like i have mm, the digital version yeah. of of scythe on on steam mm-hmm. and flip i would not like to play that as a board game <laughs> okay yeah have, have you have you played that yet i've Me? played no, no bed. of it um, I, I, I i spent a bit of time on it the other day but mm-hmm. yeah do you have it luke i don't think you have it do you the name sounds familiar i don't, I've, i have but talked I, about it before but i yeah um, i think you've probably you've mentioned the game to me at like points but i don't know if i've actually do you own the board game no no i don't have no, no i haven't played it, it then, it's no. a very big game yeah it, it, it's a big game wait I have, is that the I have one the that digital version has of it. been hey no that's no, gloomhaven that doesn't have size. oh that's gloomhaven okay gloomhaven is a i saw massive a massive game. game that he had the other day and i was like hey, yeah 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 but bloody think, mechs versus minions to shame it, yeah. it's actually for me it's almost the opposite the simpler a game is the more i think i enjoy the digital version of it i think yeah that's um, a good way to look at it i'm quite and so I count tickets right as simple, right? Like, like there's not a lot of information right. on the board other than pretty really. straightforward. Yeah, yeah, like the on the board you have the cities and the colors, right? That's all you really need to look at, right? The city names and colors, and, and you got all your cards and everything. Whereas something like Scythe, there's so much information, and they have to cram it into your screen and into your controls and everything. Yeah, when you kind of have to pan around instead of just like looking. Yeah. Yeah, um, and yeah, I okay. much prefer to actually play that stuff um, in person. I much prefer to have it on the table in front of me, and I can look at it, and I can look at the cards in my hand. You know, yeah, I can look yeah. at the board, and I can I can see all this different stuff. I, I'm I'm very tactile in that way. 
And yeah. so um, I do enjoy switch having like switch my phone say like silent mode. <laughs> I do enjoy say having you know my the love letter cards in my hand and playing that too. Mm. But if I'm going to play a digital game, I'm going yeah. to probably choose something simpler. Yeah. rather than something more complicated unless well, i just then, really yeah. want and to that, play that and game as, and as ethan mentioned it also kind of boils down to the actual interaction side of things mm-hmm, too mm-hmm. like ticket to ride i'm just going to be screaming at someone that they took my train <laughs> group, you know that's not yeah that's not yeah. something i don't i don't mind doing that over discord but then like mm-hmm. um love letter and whatnot yeah there's like a, using that as an example there is kind of a level of like poker face you have mm-hmm, to hold and whatnot mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because of like you pick up a the princess or something and make a face and someone pot it not well what's the i know the munch conversion better they do uh, the one that guesses your card isn't it yeah, yeah the, the guard and they of- try to guess your card or something and they just bang on because your poker face is terrible that mm-hmm. adds like a mechanic to the game that you just miss out on yeah i guess having that so I think it really depends. For me, I'd rather play like Scythe as a digital as a digital one, just because I I hate setting up and packing up board games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's the only thing. Yeah, it's like I'm happy to play the games with you, Dan, because they're yours and you pack them up. <laughs> but <laughs> I yeah. hate doing it myself. I'm just that that guy that doesn't want to do it. But um, so yeah, yeah I'd but- rather play a big game on on mm-hmm. digital form because of that but there is also the the whole being able to see everything i do like mm. that as well so yeah. it's kind of depends on what mood i'm in and how lazy i'm feeling yeah. you always had that rule daniel that was like winner packs up and i yeah. have genuinely entered particular games because <laughs> <up. laughs> that, that i mean that Although was our family time, rule and like that yeah. lasted for a long time until kind of like in general now unless i'm just not in the mood to pack up the game I will, you know, I'll just pack it up. I'll set it up. And I I'll think pack everyone's, it up. Re- everyone's responsible up. for sorting out their stuff and putting it in like the middle oh, of yeah, the table yeah, again. Yeah. So, yeah. But then like, like everyone just gets up and walks away. I'm like, come on, man. I was loser packed up. So you actually had an incentive to play the game. If you were doing bad. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. I was going to, oh, I was going to say something about like board games when we used to play more often. I'll, I'll bring it up if I remember. All right. Um, I was just going to say, yeah, I, I'm very... And like I've said it before on the podcast and um, oh, there was something else I've said on the podcast that I was going to bring up again. But but yeah, I'm, I'm very tactile. I like feeling things. Oh, I was just going to bring up the fact that I enjoy setting up yeah, and packing down board games, right? Like <laughs> I, I enjoy, you know, opening up the box, getting all the stuff out and, um, you know, putting it out on the table, setting that up. To me, that's part of playing the board game. Question. Um, I wouldn't say that's the usual, but yeah. Uh, yes, Luke? I have a question. Um, you know when you like you buy you buy like a new book and mm-hmm. it's got like a new book smell. When you mm-hmm. first like rip a box cut, well, when you gingerly and carefully <laughs> lift a lid off a, a new board game you've yeah. just purchased, oh, you yeah. just get hit with the new. Is there is there a new board game aroma? Yeah. No, no. Yeah, there is. Is there? Yeah, you must be playing some old dank board games. <laughs> no, I mean, like, this, no, this but like you know what I mean. When you get the, you, you, there's a there really is a very prominent new book smell. When you like mm-hmm. get a new yeah. book, mm-hmm. you just it's give ink. that a whiff and you're yeah. like, but mm. that's the ink, isn't it? Like I don't know. It? Well, what do they use to print board games? Ink, I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, that's interesting. I'm just that's just more for being, my own curiosity. With board games, yes, I I do think there is, but it depends on what kind of game it is and what components it has. Um. 
If yeah. it's got lots of cardboard in it, it'll smell like cardboard. If it's got lots yeah. of cards yeah, in it, true. it'll smell a bit like paper. Um, that's true. Uh, to me, plastic it's, doesn't it's... really have a smell, but neither does metal. But yeah. But to me, metal to me, it's the more feel. Like it has taste. a new board game feel. You know, like like you you pull out the deck of cards that might have in it, and you can oh, feel yeah. that these and are new cards. Like so and they, they slide, yeah. you know, really well together. And that sort of stuff, you know, you, you pull out a miniature for the first time and you're like, oh, this is a cool, as clunky, like, thing. Yeah. Hell yeah. Mm. What, what did you just grab, Ethan? Did it have anything to do with the podcast or? It, it what, does. What, what is it? Is Ooh, this like a surprise that we don't know you have yet? <laughs> oh, oh, Curse of Strad. D&D we, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. My my five hundred dollars of a book, so they haven't used. <laughs> uh, hey, we we, we, we oh, that's, that's, that's true. We we did use them once. And did, didn't you go through the cursed stride with a random group? Um, I did on Discord. Um, uh, although we never got past where we got past anyway. So oh, okay. Oh, surely, so. surely we. I think we're, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, we have because you guys wanted to make me play. Luke plays D and D and do that as like a mini episode. Surely, mm-hmm. when we go down mm-hmm. to Christchurch and like visit, we do that. We film it. I'm not sure about Dan, but I know I'm particularly bad about it. Is that I? If there is collector's editions, I will, mm. I will shell out cash. Oh, you like can, that? Uh, yeah. If there's like a nice box, nice art, I, I, I'm such a sucker for it. I love getting. I'm showing this off on camera, away, which is um, <laughs> people are just listening. Um, you know, I, I think, um, it really depends. Oh, they look so good. It does. It, it, it um. Like something, like I, I quite like play mats, right? Like I have quite a few play mats for games and stuff, and they're not needed, but they're you know what you would call kind of a deluxe. Nice component. to have. Yeah, they're it's nice a to nice have. touch. It's yeah. a nice touch. Yeah. I think the like, thing with me, like especially, I really like artwork books and collectors books and collectors editions and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff that comes with like physical hard paper top paper. Bleh, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But. The, I've me personally, I've never really had a lot of storage space, mm. and I just don't trust. I just don't like the idea of spending copious amounts of money on a book. Even though I like think it's awesome, I'm always like, hmm, is, is this actually going to be looked after properly? Am I just buying it so I can can't afford like, a bookshelf? <laughs> yeah, no, I mean I've never had real space to put a bookshelf in and stuff. How much like, do you think bookshelves are? <laughs> Bookshelves are pretty big. Not really. I've got one there. I've got one right there, which is like yeah. Well, your your room is huge. My room is little. (laughs) Still, it's only like it's like it's um. No, I'm talking about something. It's like maybe a meter and a half tall by half a meter. I guess that's the job. I mean, it's 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 that that I've never really had the space. But then I guess it also kind of is. I like to keep my room Mm -hmm. open. If you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Like my room generally consists of if I can get away, if I've got like a big closet, I'll put the bookshelf or whatever in the closet and use it for like storage space. Mm. Just for other things. I like to kind of keep my room uh I don't really stick stuff up on the walls and I just like have the desk and the bed. I like Mm -hmm. to keep it simple just so it's like an empty place where I can think. (laughs) Yeah. Um no, not in the way of board games, Ethan, but like if I and I I've said this I don't think I've said it on the podcast, but but um, you know, my my girlfriend really loves books, and I don't actually own many, if any, books. No, because you you because you <laughs> um, I listen to them. But I I've said that that you know, if I were to buy books, it will be of books that I have listened to and really like, and I think these are great mm-hmm. books. But and I would buy like I would buy the collectors kind of deluxe 
I you know, hard, hard cover, hard cover version of a book. Like yeah. that's, if I'm buying a if I'm buying a book, I want to get like a nice copy. Of yeah, it. exactly. I I want, but and, but more so, I think for me because I probably won't even read that book. Right? For me, I'll yeah, be buying yeah. it for it's the. Like a, it's 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 a display piece, right? It's like because you want I to love, have the book. Yeah, yeah, I love this book. It's an amazing book. I want to have it, and maybe mm. you know other people can read it, like you know children or whatever. But I want to have it, and I if I'm going to have it With for that reason, I want masks, it to look yeah. nice. You know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah I, I'm, I'm similar suit. in the sense to like if I'm buying a collector's thing, I'm probably not going to read it. I'm buying it because it's like, I, I this this wasn't something I was super interested in, but it's the first thing that comes to mind. The massive like Overwatch, they did like a huge collector's edition yeah. artwork thing. That book was sick. I personally I'm, never got super into Overwatch. I didn't uh, actually get it. You, you like, use my account like more that. than I did. Yeah, I know. I. <laughs> I think between me and my brother Ethan, I think we racked up like a hundred hours of Overwatch on your account. Oh, You're on prestige that, level, but, I think. <laughs> but yeah. um, last I checked, I'm pretty sure the account had like 500 hours of get yeah, time. It's pretty. Play. I did like Overwatch and stuff like that, so I, I would consider like buying the really cool mm-hmm. artwork and stuff. Related, related to that, but in the, a showpiece in the vein of board games. I think I sent it to you, Ethan. Was a link to the Art of Scythe. So just talking about Scythe, the board yes. game it was just a book yes. with the Art of Scythe in it, and I've never played scythe you know physically so i haven't seen that much of the art but like i was tempted to buy this book because i think it was on a good special at the time and like it just looked amazing right and it was amazing art. i love and, concept art yeah halo that, did a great. book like that there was like a big mm. halo universe book with like concept stuff and development and pre the the sketches when it was all still being done and so i got that out from the library they had a copy of it for some reason <laughs> and that was sick yeah. And I'd happily, I've read it, so I'm not really going to read it again. Mm-hmm. But I would happily buy one just to display. Oh, I like you know? the visual visual dictionaries for for the Star Wars movie and stuff. I love those things. Yeah, those um, are cool as well. But yeah, to, in I'm, the way I'm of, not a book person. <laughs> in the way of collectors <laughs> style things, like I will always buy, um, uh, like storage boxes, right? So as in, yes. like. Like I have the collectors. I think that's the most practical collectors. Yeah. Item. So for the Raiders of the North Sea, it is called the collectors box, and what it is is it just stores everything you can get for Raiders of the North Sea, except for the play map because that came out afterwards. But it, it stores you know all of the expansions and everything in one box. And to me, I love that sort of thing. Mm. Um, something uh, I ha- I know I have a few games with it, but I can't think of them at the moment. But something where you have lots of different pieces of a game and then it's like boom here you can buy this extra thing it doesn't add anything to the gameplay but mm. it lets you put everything into one box you know with it with mm. it look being nice and easy to take out and everything and that to me there's like I, I just guy, don't jump on those things and like yeah. there's this one guy at the university who makes um who i'm not sure what the tool is but it's like a digital router so you know like those laser things which are like a laser etcher mm-hmm um, and it'll like etch, it, etch an image onto a wood or something. something. Yeah, it, it's kind of like that, but it like does it like physically. Um, and he also has access to, and we because we have access to three D printers at the university, so he'll build a box mm-hmm. and then print out all the inserts. Um, so he can like make a real nice box and do foam for it for like a nice game. It's really cool. Mm. Yeah, you can you can buy inserts as well. There's like the biggest company would be Broken Token token broken no broken token and they make like uh laser etched official inserts that you buy to put in the original box you know to fit all the expansions and everything in um and those also tempt me but i've never got one 
Yeah, so they rope you in with the board Imagine, game, and then yeah. there's yeah. other little. It's got too much of a New Zealand tax. Game purchases. Yes, yes, it does. Yeah. Ah, uh, that that's one thing that I think we get more so with board games that we don't get with video games is the cost to get them into the country. Yeah. Um, oh, flip, yes. We're we're quite slow to get <laughs> a lot of board games in. Minions, oh heck yeah! <laughs> that game oh. cost more in shipping than it did to buy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's yeah. that's ridiculous. Just gonna go live in Australia, to be honest. <laughs> and it's like it was kind of like it's kind of um, I mean they have the right to do it, but it's just it's like a, a douche move, really, for right what Riot yeah. Games did, which is they made it exclusive, and they've done that with their new board game too. It's exclusive off of the Riot Games website. Like mm, you can like, only buy it yeah. from one place. That's yeah, that and that's that's not uncommon for video game you know websites like to make their merch exclusive from them or whatever. But yeah, for board games, expensive. yeah, for board games, that's quite rare. You'll get them selling it to other distributors, selling it to, you know, uh, friendly local game stores and that sort of stuff. You know, it's very rare to have a board game only available from its publisher. And like that means... Yeah, normally the publisher wouldn't actually sell it. They'd send it off to other places to yeah. be sold. Uh, nowadays they will sell it but like generally you would buy it from amazon you'd buy it from you know here in new zealand probably yeah. mighty app is the biggest one um stuff like that but riot games no you can't buy it on amazon seriously you board's pretty it, big like, isn't it seriously yeah, board is a big, is a, is, is a big one yeah um, i know we get a discount to the university Bob? yeah seriously so board is, is a big pretty cool guys. um yeah big one in new zealand that is yeah i think that's where i got who did i get blood rage for you no you got that no, through yeah because it came with a car it was one of the two because they <laughs> they, they, they there was only like because there was only like one of them in the country and they were a real pain in the ass to get mm. but i managed to get one mm. that that's what i find really frustrating about board games is just how like when when you want one how hard it can be to get it <laughs> Yeah, and, but that's that's particularly for in New here, Zealand. here in New yeah. Zealand. Australia is um, by far better, but that's just because of eBay and, you know, 30 mm-hmm. million people is greater than 5 million people. <laughs> um, yeah, it helps being yeah. a continent. <laughs> a continent. Con- you're um, a continent. I've got a question about, well, I, this is more like a thing. How do you feel, and this is like a general question about board game design, I suppose. Um freedom of player choice and creativity expression and strategies can you give me that, an that's a real big mm. that's a real big critique i think of most games and that's partially why i find complex games boring is it's just a lot of doing different things very rigidly like running through a program or rather than being like oh if i do this then i can do this thing and having fun, being a creative and interesting doing experience what you like, want to do that's where I think trading card games excel and the complexity, right? Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, that is you build it and then you do it that way. Mm-hmm. But I think board games specifically, I think that's a real big, um, it's just, it's just a part of how, how the design is for the most point. It seems like, um, you know, there's, um, not too much you can do. I definitely like having a level of freedom because I'll never forget. I don't remember what game we were playing, but the one where I just, picked up every resource and no one could do anything oh no what was that what was that um stone, oh, stone age. age that was stone age yeah 
That uh, was crack up because I was like, well, I've lost. So instead of... Let's make everyone else not be able to take a turn. Let's just make everyone suffer. And I loved that I had the option to actually do that. Mm-hmm. I just picked up every single resource and I just did that for like 20 I minutes do, straight. Yeah. And I just, every time like they spent resources, I just picked them up. Mm-hmm. So eventually I ha- I held, I was the economy. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, uh, yeah like well, a lot of things Jeff you couldn't Bezos. just do stuff like that. But yeah, I was I was literally the Jeff Bezos of the Stone Age. <laughs> but um, yeah, I thought that was hilarious, and I loved that I had the actually that was something I could do. You know, I I do think Luke brings up a good point there, whether he meant to or not, is that it's almost always out of necessity of game balance that creative that player freedom. Is yeah, like really it's there, but if you use it, you'll probably break the game. Uh, well, no, it, 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 that it's removed because it breaks the game. Is my, oh, it's yeah, my oh, opinion for most games. Luke's instance, though, is a very rare occasion. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> no, um, no, but that, that's my point, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, if they remove the ability to do that, and that's what I think most um, designers do, is they just straight up remove the ability, but, but thereby keeping the game more balanced but by restricting the freedom. Yeah. Um, and that also goes back to why where trading card games have been notorious for that is they do they are unbalanced and bro- broken most of the time, but because of that have created player freedom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, like, and that's like that on with, meta. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and, and my meta. point with this is like this is why I'm particularly drawn to tabletop role playing games is because they, they they're the definition of player freedom. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's literally like it. This is kind if of the thing the right you're striving game, to do, and however you get there is fully your choice. The goal is very much not necessarily the goal. Yeah. It's very much more about how you play the game. At least the tables I've played with and the way I like to run them. Do you want to talk about role-playing games for a minute? Because that's like, we've talked a bit about cards. We've talked a bit about board games. Yeah. Should we talk about the more... Okay, who's played them? Things? Yeah, what, <laughs> what have I've we played all played? Once. Uh, yeah, played? Ben has played once. Um, epilogues. The, the... Epilogues of the North Sea. Yeah, North one. Sea epilogues. And you run that for him, Dan? I did. I run that. That was my first time uh, being the game master of a game. So, mm. so I'll just do a quick um, overview for anyone Run listening down. that doesn't know what a role playing game is. Yeah, we're what... getting into the real nerd stuff now. <laughs> it is in in the in gaming sort of stuff. Like role playing is probably considered the nerdiest thing you can do. Yeah. Um, but it is good it's fun. Pretty so up there. In a role playing game, you have a game master, or in the case of D and D, it's called a dungeon master, but it's exactly the same. Same thing. thing. A game master and they don't play the game they run the game they control the game they they control the they're story. an arbiter they yeah, are they, the game <laughs> they control the the characters that come in that aren't being played the npcs non-playable characters um and then you have everyone oh God, else I around the, the table everyone else around the table controls a character that they have created um and as they go through the story and as the GM is controlling the story, bringing you know, people in for them to fight, bringing challenges in for them to overcome, your character will progress and, and level up and you get new skills and everything. And so it's very much like think of it as cooperative storytelling, right? You're all telling a story together. Um, and then depending on the system you use, um, you have a lot of like uh, combat and statistics and stuff and rolling dice and, and they're good fun. They are really good fun. 
and we do hope to like play play some sort of role playing game with Luke on the podcast. Well, in a way, I guess the game master is telling the story, and you're listening. No, no, I I do think that's wrong. I think the game master is sort of like the logic of making sure everything stays coherent. Oh, okay. Well, no, I would say in D and D, I would definitely say the game master is telling the story, and you're influencing it. You know, it's like the game master is the choose your own adventure book, and the players are the people choosing which way to go. Um. Yeah, I, but, I yeah, suppose so, what you mean, but it depends on what you mean by telling the story. But yeah, well, like controlling well, where the story goes and everything. Um, well, I, I mean, yeah, I think that's. I, I think if you are doing that, you're doing it wrong because I think the players should have full control over how the story goes, and your job is to sort of like make it make sense narratively. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Yeah, I can see that. That is a very, it's a valid way to roll the game, um, play the game. It is just referred to as being on rails, though, and I don't mm-hmm. think that's um, it's it's good for first time players, but I don't think if you're playing with people people who play the, a lot of role playing games, it's not very interesting. So Ethan, um, I'd I'd say you again, it it, it, it depends entirely most, on your table, uh, different strokes for different folks. Um, I was just lost down there. I like the driver. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, Although it depends on what you want the table to be. Some people just decide. Some people want to be more engaged with the story than others, and some people are very happy to have a story told to them that they partake in rather yeah. than be an act of creating force. But, I mean, a lot of people do it because they want to be the protagonist of their own story. Now, I've run a game um, for Daniel. So both me and Daniel are, are run games more, more often than not. However, I don't know if you I don't I, Ben you've played with Daniel you haven't played with me running a game no, no, I and I don't think Luke's played with it at all I don't uh, uh, Magic isn't a role no that's just a card game no I've not played um a, a, a tabletop D&D style game. game yeah tabletop role play game yeah what is Never. do you guys what is your like perception of them like what do you think about them um I guess Memes I mean aside. I think uh, it's it's one of those things that I'd point at and go cringe, but also the kind of thing that I know I would enjoy. Mm. Like I I do I really like the I I've always liked playing RPGs and stuff in general, and this just adds like a new level of um, uh, I guess, well, I mean it's uh, how do I put it? It's 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 like playing a RPG but in real life sort of thing and I'd definitely yep. get into that the same way I get into like Your RPGs and like computers R- and whatnot RPG. yeah so mm. I know it, I know I'd enjoy it but I'm also it's like definitely one of those things I'd like point out and go haha you're so cringe you played role play <laughs> games well in saying yeah. that I've played I've played at like board game stores and like you know in the thick of it with the people like the people who play yeah. uh, tabletop things and so i i understand where the negative perceptions come from well i mean because the, <laughs> the big perception is it's it's just like i'm no offense to the people who do play D and i'm sure you're lovely but the stereotype as we all know and can agree on is the the fat bearded sweetie neck-weird, yeah yeah neck bearded unhygienic people guy. unhygienic guy who doesn't know how to say the word deodorant and it's mm-hmm. um and they, they're the ones who are like the prom, well, not the prominent player base. I don't know the stats, but they're well, the ones no, that I, everyone I, I, perceives uh, yeah. as the prominent player base for these games. Yeah, and they're, they're nerds and they're geeks and no one wants to be like them or hang out with them because they smell. In mm-hmm. my experience, it's very accurate. I'm Is it not, actually? 
Yeah, yeah, okay. it's very, very. I assumed accurate. it was, but yeah, I just, um, I'm just not. Don't. Those are saying don't take what I'm saying. I, I, but again, again, again that's like I've only played a few board game. I've only been to a few board game shops, but like in that case, um, yeah. But I'm not mm-hmm. sure um, uh, how much it is. Um, now Dan's back, and I just he just uh, we were just talking about people's perceptions of role playing games because the mm-hmm. fact is that mm-hmm. both me and you have run them, and Ben's the only one who's played with you, but he hasn't played with me. Uh, you've played with me running the game, but. Um, so we'll just uh, sort of talk about thoughts on role-playing games in general and I believe it's Ben's turn to have something to say I enjoyed when I played and I would like to play more um, it's got a lot of it's it's very different to other types of tabletop games it's it's kind of the what, what do you call them the outlier in the stats as to the, the, the I suppose, yeah. similarities it's it's just completely different to other tabletop games you can get. Um, and I guess in the sense of it is completely controlled by the people doing it. There's no set... Well, I guess there's a little bit of preset stuff, but hardly any preset Depends stuff. Depends how you're on the game. Like, I've, yeah, got, yeah. I've got a book here, Chris Estrade. <laughs> Um, which is which is basically this is a story and it's mm-hmm. like I don't know it's basically a hundred pages of law settings uh, yeah. locations and whatnot and it tells and me like you know what the consequences of the things are where items are however I do a lot of I, I normally for me because I'm not comfortable I don't well, I don't want to spend the time building my own world just yet because it is very time consuming mm-hmm. um, I like using one of these and then adding things in. Um, I mean, I gave you guys a talking scale back when we played, and that that was entirely my my. Uh, uh, I love that, that was kind skull, of though. I was yeah. I had stuff fun. planned for that skull. Like, well, <laughs> they also like especially ah. part of my reason for oh well, well that 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 that, that's, that, that yeah. brings it in right as as a dungeon master or a game master, you're kind of an impartial thing, and you don't get to play yeah. the game. Well, that, um, well, that that can I just interject real quick? That's kind of more what I meant by the dungeon masters telling the story when they kind of take a thing and they like create the story quote unquote mm-hmm. is more is more what yeah, i they, meant before, uh, they, they arbiter they're like a judge they'll like i know some of them they will, run like, the make monsters. up their own things and whatnot if you're familiar with spy kids 3 the, the dungeon master is the guy you know <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah <laughs> not elijah um, wood it's it's this yeah but yeah, that so, goes back to the story we were telling, which was, um, you know, I sort of, it was a new table. Like, I believe Dan was your first time playing, I think it was everyone's first time playing a I mean, me game. and Miriam had played a, like a, a scenario like of a, just like, like fighting some wolves or whatever. But yeah, it was yeah. our first proper game, me and Miriam's, it was Ethan's first proper game. Isaac had played, I believe, a few times, so he wasn't quite new. But, I was, um, yeah, yeah, no, I think you're right, because he, he, he played a more, like, complex. Um, yeah, he played a more complex uh, type of character, character because he had already done it guy. before. <laughs> um but yeah but but so essentially but part of the fun is i mean what i gave them this talking skull which essentially served um like navi from um Link legend of zelda like my sort of like hey look listen or like or, my, my, or like way. or the uh little boar thing from halo what's that called yeah uh, the um the, the oracle oracle, oracle that's, yeah. It. that's it yeah yeah or even um, or even the little boar thing from portal whatever that's called too he was oh, a cool character, though. I, 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 if we ever start playing Wait, again, yeah, he does. He, it's it's a, he's a he's a proper character, and I get to play that, and so that's my sort of like yeah. way of engaging. Yeah, um, that, because I get to run that. That's the that's the gift that the GM gets because they don't get to have their own control character mm. who levels up and everything. They they get to create characters or or control characters in the game and yeah. play those and stuff. And um, and so like 
yeah, you did a great one with the skull. I loved that character. And like, I had plans that like, so we, we played through the story. We got out of this like haunted house. What did I call him? I've forgotten. I don't remember, but like, like I had, I had thought through what I was going to do in the next session. Cause we had just finished the house had like disappeared or exploded. I don't remember. Yeah. Um, disappeared. And, and like, we're also kind of just like sitting in the gutter, slumped in the gutter. And then like my, we, we, I think we were all going to go to a tavern or something. And like, I had this idea in my head that I was going to like, you know, stroll up to the bartender, like slam my fist down and be like, I'll have an ale. And then like slam the skull on, on the, on the counter and be like one for my friend here too. You know, just like, you know, something like that. And like, I had thought up all these like stuff and, and, and that's the, the joy of role playing is like, like you said, it's not quite like a board game because you're you're telling the story and, and you get to, yeah, it's player freedom to the max really. Yeah. Um, it just is freedom you're role-playing yeah some and- some some games are a little bit more linear like oh you have to go here to unlock this thing and then you can do another mm-hmm. thing but i mean the games i the particular stories i gravitate to are the ones where like i don't know what you're going to do and i can just throw a bunch of information at you and then you can pick a direction and go and then the story carries on from there mm-hmm. and, yeah. and it depends on the system too so yeah, yeah. Uh, north sea epilogues for example which is the only one ben has used that one is also actually very freeing um it's very collaborative so that one definitely is the players and the gm telling the story together um Mm. and and like for instance um i'll give an example we used right so they're that's a viking game they're all on the ship the ship shipwrecks right and then i just said uh ethan why don't you describe what the coastline looked like you know like he kind of gets to decide where where it is they they oh that's interesting away. and that's how because, it works and um, see that would be traditionally more the uh the gm's like, job the gm's thing mm-hmm. and then like the character reacts to what the gm presents mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. that is interesting of like having that amount of freedom and yeah. again i mean you can play D that way um yeah. if you're if you're comfortable with making things up on the fly um one of my favorite things about Dungeons and dragons which um board games don't or role-playing games is the ability for uh, what I, like adapt for me to adapt things right mm-hmm. um like if you guys are doing something that's just ridiculously game breaking and strong and thing well i can just not to like cut your fun in but then i can give you a challenge that that won't work on mm-hmm. or that mm-hmm. one strategy mm-hmm. then and then you have to like oh go oh no i need to think or i need to do something else mm-hmm. um like adaptive challenge kind of like Ooh. um like if you were using like a really OP gun in a video game or something, and then you run into something that it just sort of doesn't is not as effective on, and so you have to just switch to something else and use your brain and not just it makes the game more interesting in my opinion. Mm. I relate to that, like in a way. Like I do very much enjoy like for Skyrim, yeah. for example, I do like leveling up my character so I'm just mm-hmm. OP. And then I just steamroll through and just kill everything and I'm having maxer. a good time. <laughs> but then at the same time, yeah, I do kind of, I think, I think to be honest, I get more annoyed when like the strategy I'm using or my character doesn't do as well anymore. I'm like, oh, come on. <laughs> I've spent all this. I like the whole leveling up process and then level up doing the side stuff and then just steamroll through the main quest. It's, not about, well, not, punishing, but- it's not about punishing you for like speaking into something. Mm. but it is about making sure that it's not just roll your dice and see if you get a stat check type thing yeah it's not just um rinse and repeat yeah. oh, monster because we'll, it gets we'll, very boring if you're sitting there for four hours we'll, going we'll just ah, get daniel to step up and summon his level 20 lightning bolt that should yeah. one shot that sort of thing and you just keep doing that yeah. and everyone's going yeah. oh you're so strong but then 
and it's working and everyone's having a good time like no one's like mad yeah. that he's doing it there's, yeah. there's an anime just, about that just send in the daniel but yeah. then the great the, suddenly the, the guy great. doesn't his lightning's not effective against him and daniel's now useless it's like yeah uh the, the yeah. great thing with like um with with role-playing games is there are so many systems so like yes D is the biggest one right and that's the one that yeah. everyone kind of knows you know if someone thinks role-playing they're mm. like oh dungeon the dragon right but there are heaps out there north sea epilogues came out i think two years ago maybe three no two years ago um that's a newer one and that's definitely more story driven D is quite a mix but uh, i would uh, from what i've experienced are, and yeah. watched it's a lot more almost statistic and and uh the older ones used to be worse um, yeah the new one's pretty pretty bit dumbed down. okay yeah uh, but it, it has a lot of more statistics in it you've got fate which is more based on creating your own story it's a great like mm. it's just a system fate's, a, fate, fate's just a d20 system right no 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 it's got custom dice um with pluses oh, and negatives in it yeah uh north sea epilogue is right. d20 only but fate is is purely a system you can't you don't buy like a new a campaign story. that builds onto it you buy just for the non-nerds a d20 is a dice or 20 sides yes correct if you ever hear d and then a number that's just what it is um but yeah like um uh i was going to write a fate um campaign one time a pirate one and we were going to play it but we never did but there's like so many systems Pirates Didn't you say so Borderlands good. was releasing something? Is that Border, built Borderlands on Borderlands is releasing its own uh no that's it's a new it's a it will probably be based system. on a new on an older system. Haters, yeah. But um yeah. I was going to say that's the well, only the one thing I, I've sorry. played the role play like the dun- it's yeah, it's not yeah. Dungeons and Dragons it's like uh vaults and no. something. Vault, Isn't it, it bunkers and badasses oh. or something? Something yeah, like, something like, like that. that. There's there's a DLC for Borderlands 2 you can get which is um it's the the main characters well the main npc characters uh play the borderlands equivalent of dungeons and dragons and it's cool because you essentially play as like some of their characters so like whack Mm. stuff happens it was a really really good dlc actually that made me kind of want to that was like the thing i was like oh this is actually like kind of sick like listening to it i've never really watched like people play dungeon and dragons all that kind of stuff but then yeah. kind of listening to the in-game people doing the thing i was like this is hilarious actually i wouldn't mind doing this i think um one of the things well the thing with role-playing games is they're also incredibly dependent on who's running the game because mm-hmm. i can you can adapt the system as much as you want i mean there are some dms who are notorious for like checking that your character can has like is strong enough to carry the weight and they have like a weight list of every item so uh, that you yeah, can't carry yeah. too much and stuff like that <laughs> um so that's just that's i just i fall on something I, I i fall down on the sort of like the 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 rule of cool type side which is mm-hmm. like yeah it's cool just do it um or, mm-hmm. and it depends on your table entirely because that's why personally i don't enjoy um finding a table um with players yeah. i don't know an um, example of that ethan right can I, can I just cut in with a story oh, from what go. we did do with North Epilogues? So it's based in the real world, you know, back in the Viking era, whenever that is. Um, and so it's meant to be, you know, realistic. But what happened was we've got a sort of fat character in the game. Who who was the fat character, Ben? Was it... Um, it was um, Dylan. John, Dylan's character, that's right. Dylan's character was kind of fat and like... Um, his action, he, he just like kind of belly flopped in the sky to knock him out, right? This other Viking. Yeah. And that's what he did. And then someone else, um, they rolled and they got a natural 20, which in any <laughs> role-playing system, like that means you do an epic action. 
So like I, I was like, yep, you succeed in what you're trying to do. Do you want to explain like what it is and make it epic, you know? And so mm. what we decided upon was him like running, jumping and bouncing off of Dylan's character's belly and like getting <laughs> flung into the air, like, you know, and then like slicing this guy <laughs> with his axe or whatever. Um, and it's like realistically you know if i was trying to be proper i would be like no you can't do that that's ridiculous right but i was like that's funny that's hilarious yeah. that's cool we're doing it you know and it, like the, the most important thing is that everyone on the table has has the same desires and wants um because you give you sometimes do get people who want to play like a a comic and sort of silly and unrealistic campaign and other people who want like a nitty gritty dark story um, mm-hmm. And they often don't mesh well together. Mm-hmm. Um, one, one of, and, and the one thing I do like about is unlike board games, which is a lot more taboo to just change rules. Um, mm-hmm. And it does depend mm-hmm. on who you're playing. But the D&D system, if you don't like a rule, you can just ignore it or change it. Because that's the, the and it actually, the part of the rule book says to do that, um, which is funny. But like one of the, like, and I'm not sure if you remember, but um, like there's this one thing in comp, what I really dislike about the D- D- Dungeons and Dragons system, particularly, is there's a very distinction between we're talking to characters, we're exploring, and oh, now we're fighting. Like it's like two different things almost. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very like like it puts a a pen in things. Um, and so and that's because when you run into a set of monsters, you have to roll. You would normally have to roll your dice to figure out the orders of turns, right? Who responds to things first? Um, yeah. And you, that gets very tedious if you've got a lot of encounters. And so instead, one of the rules you, I change is just, well, you just do that when you rest. And that decides it until, that decides your order until you rest. Yeah. Uh, again. And, and that just, and, and so you can change, if that works for your party, it does. And you can change whatever you like for it to be smooth. And it's about, um, I like, I like games offering freedom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and cutting back to board games, you get some board games which, are in that in between like slot they're in between role playing and board games um we've got one called uh candomir and it, it it yeah it's sort of like like a role playing game but as a board game um so yeah but um yeah i haven't had too much experience two games the mm-hmm. one i ran and the one you ran um and i'm really yeah. looking forward to running one through tabletop simulator yeah, that that would be a great system to run something, and uh, hopefully we can get it recorded, and hopefully it'll be a lot of fun for everyone to listen to. Um, yeah, I think we'll. Yeah, but just just jumping back to board games, do you guys think um, you have a favorite board game mechanic, like uh, like ooh, as in I see you know, what you mean. the way a, a game runs? So, an example, I, I uh, six takes would be like kind of you know simultaneous you know simultaneous selection you're all simultaneously flipping over a card and like you know then you have to react to that and be like oh no i got you know you it's almost a, a guessing guessing mm. what the other players are going to do and that sort of thing i um, got one yeah yeah and that is explorers of the north sea revealing the world as you're playing the game oh so like 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 building the like, world like, like randomly you- generated tiles type thing or like like tile system games yeah uh no it's just like building no you you building... play you play the world like you play the tiles of the next piece of yeah, yeah, yeah. land and um, everything 
So you're kind of building it up. Yeah, so the the world is built throughout the rounds. Everyone's first um first action on their turn is they place a tile that fits somewhere on the world to build more of the map. Um mm. and just that whole idea of as you're playing, your playing board is getting bigger and there's more mm-hmm, stuff mm-hmm, being added mm-hmm. to it and stuff like that is is really cool in my opinion. I really enjoyed the time that I played Explorers of the North Sea for that reason. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I'm not sure if I could, if it's a particular mechanic in itself, but I really like um, games that rely on a lot on player interaction. Social deduction um, in particular? Social or? deductions are fun. I, I do like those sort of like um, Secret Hitler, code names, um, Mafia, Resistance. Yeah. Um, I like, I like, I like games where, mm-hmm. where a lot of the game is in the other players. I think mm-hmm. that's fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you should get it out because it'll probably, you know, get messed up. Yeah, what? Huh? Yeah, I'm hilarious, guys. Yeah, so funny. Um, I like uh, I like co-op games. Oh yeah, mm, you have, yeah you you have said that before, and yeah, I like I like like the likes of Flashpoint and mm-hmm. kind of that kind of thing where we're all kind of working towards a common goal together. I do like mm-hmm. playing games where there is like a um someone's gonna win you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah but i do i do i think i do i don't i wouldn't i don't know if i'd say prefer but i think you just very enjoy i um, very much enjoy co-op games i think i was going to mention it before because i thought of it there's remember that lord of the rings game we used to have where mm-hmm. it was the fellowship versus sauron but it would uh, be like yeah. six people playing the fellowship and one person plays sauron yeah I like that kind of thing too. I like being the one person that everyone's working against. Mechanic games that have like that kind of mechanic. So it's co-op, but then it's also they can be like rather than you playing against the game, you're playing against one decided person. Yeah, who's just a lot yeah. more OP sort of thing. I like that kind of thing. Yeah, I I I like I get it kind of feels video gamey in a way. I guess mm. kind of yeah. yeah. Yeah, I yeah. guess it does, which I mean is what I do most of. And then mm-hmm. if you it's kind of like a middle ground where you've incorporated like a board game with like more co-op video game style mechanics things like you've put you've made like I love jumping on Borderlands with like four people or something and just mm. doing stuff it's mm-hmm. like that sort of thing doing quests and what have you but you're working together as a team I really oh, like damn. Flashpoint though because it's like emergency services and that's mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. you know I think it's just a great game all around yeah uh, my favorite I think is specifically deck building, but more narrowed it back is any sort of game. And like wingspan counts as this. It's it's kind of engine building. It like where you start with very little and you build it up as the game goes on. Um, And so that you've got more near the, near the end of the game, you've got more. And so when you do stuff, it's all your turns are better each turn. Like, because you've built it up and i really you have like some form of progression yeah i i yeah, love yeah, that yeah. i love that that uh progression dice forge is, is technically a deck building game but with the dice you know you upgrade yeah. your dice so that you know when you're on turn five you roll your dice and you're getting really good stuff instead of just getting two gold or whatever yeah and i like the customers the customer uh customization yeah that's the one <laughs> of like dice forge too because it's not like like take Pirates Cove for example where everyone's ship is like someone may have better cannons mm-hmm. than you at the mm-hmm. moment but at the end of the game we're all probably just going to be as strong as each other mm-hmm. with exactly the same stuff whereas Dice Forge everyone's dice are going to be different yeah you're not going to have everyone just 
putting upgrading the stuff that's on there they're going to be doing that as well as buying the the exclusive tiles or that sort of thing so it's not just we all kind of get stronger together we all get stronger in our own like our, our own different different play style sort of thing it's about like, there's much more freedom in that aspect than um dice forge which i think is also a very cool mechanic mm-hmm. progress i do like progression and getting uh yeah more and- strong as you go I just quick one I've really started liking too is actually drafting and um mm. and and even when it's just used Ouch. in a game not the main mechanic but that's when you've got like say a hand of cards seven cards you choose one and then pass the rest on ah, I don't know why yes. but but as of lately I've just really enjoyed um that sort of gameplay because you can you're you're controlling what the player next to you gets to choose from. Yeah. you know and, and you can and, sabotage and stuff yeah and, and sometimes you make you have to make a difficult choice you're looking in your hand and you go oh i really want this but i really don't want my neighbor to get this yeah you know mm. and you've got to make that really difficult decision and uh, <laughs> I, general store cards and Daniel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> i love difficult decisions in games like it, it just Daniel. makes the game feel good to me yes um are you familiar with ecosystem i'm familiar with it but i haven't played it yeah, so that's a drafting game that Dad recently picked up, mm-hmm. and that one is actually a lot of fun. Can can recommend. Cool. Anyway, so yeah. um, I think Speaking I think that's uh I'm good for us. Up. However, we have an announcement. We do have an announcement, and that okay. well, not an announcement, kind of like a celebration. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, At some wait, wait, can I? This episode, can I? Oh. Uh, well, yeah. Can I say it? Okay, yeah, sure, you can say it, Ben. So, yeah, as the special guest in this special occasion, um, somewhere during the the time frame of this episode, um, these three gentlemen that you all listen to all the time hit their 24 hours of recording. A whole day. Give ourselves a little pat on the back, shall we? Congratulations to you, Joe. Congratulations. Thank you, sir. Yeah, That's so kind. which is quite amazing to think about that we've uh, talked for twenty four hours. But... Oh, I couldn't bear the thought of sitting down and talking with you two for twenty four hours straight. <laughs> ay, I can't think of like talking for twenty four hours straight. All that, that's exhausting. Here. What do you guys think? The longest you could talk for straight was? How can I keep uh, about four well, hours? Like, am I five, pausing to let people in? Or yeah, around four or five. Uh, it depends on if we've got stuff to talk about. I, I mean, I mean, we, good, goodness, we probably did about when we did the episode of Jonathan. We did about three hours. I could easily sit down and have a yarn for a long time, as long as there's stuff to talk about. That's true. Mm-hmm. Our drinking session's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, mate. <laughs> that is exclusively drinking up and go and having a yarn. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what I mean by drinking session. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we, we've decided to celebrate by um, saying goodbye to Luke. This will be his <laughs> last time as a guest. Yeah, I'm real sad, but I guess because he's stayed gotta... on as a host. Oh, that's right. We're doing that. <laughs> Level up. I mean, Coggers. to those who've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that yeah. he's pretty—he's pretty much a third host anyway. Um, it was just a funny meme. It was a joke that that so we, we probably found more ground. hilarious than yeah. um, <laughs> we got a kick out of it, and that's what matters. This is our show. Yeah, yeah. So now, so, now um, when you're introing Daniel, you have to say, "And my co-host." Yeah, so my co-hosts uh, Shaggy and Scooby Doo. If you stuff it, if you stuff it up, then <laughs> yeah. the first time we're leaving it in, that'd be yeah. funny. <laughs>
So, um, yeah. yeah, thanks everyone who's been listening. I yeah, know there so are some people you. out there who have listened to every episode and love yeah, you much. You're big, welcome. Big love to you guys. <laughs> no, not you. I made, a heart, I made a heart with my hands for the audio listeners. Mm. So jump to YouTube just to catch that. I think you know? I'm one yeah. of those people. Besides like... Yeah, I bet you've actually text, listened to all of them. Episode that had me in it. I struggled to listen to myself, <laughs> so I kind of started it and then stopped. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Be, there's there's been multiple occasions where Ben's like walked in the kitchen and I was cooking something, and, and um, he'd be like, it. "You said this on the podcast," and I'm like, "And I and I don't like, and I I disagree with you or something." I'm just <laughs> what, like, huh? "What did I say did that I? one time? I I came in and no, said, remember, how, you dare you said, and you said how dare you compare a car to a bowl of pasta." Oh yeah, <laughs> I said I made like some that. kind of analogy that he wasn't happy with. Anyway, we could we could argue <laughs> off. Yeah, yeah, all right. Um, Sorry. Right, 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 right. Thank Sorry, you everyone guys. for listening. Thank you, yeah, thank uh, you so much. Ethan, Luke, for always joining me, and thank you Ben for joining me this oh, yeah. time. Uh, it was a great chat. And uh, until next time, goodbye, yeah. bye guys, goodbye. bye. Keep listening.